Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato from MediaMonarchy.com. If I were her, I'd want to be transferred to any civilized country. We've got that story plus the doomsday CD vault. But first, China bank protesters stopped by smartphone health apps turning red. Shanghai, June 14th from Reuters, a protest planned by hundreds of bank depositors in central China seeking access to their frozen funds was thwarted because the authorities have turned their health code apps red. The depositors were planning to travel to the central province of Henan from across China to protest against an almost two-month block on accessing at least 178 million of deposits, which has left companies unable to pay workers and individuals unable to access their savings. Rights groups and conspiracy realists have warned China could use its vast COVID surveillance infrastructure to stifle dissent. Without a green code on their smartphone app, citizens lose access to public transport and spaces such as restaurants and malls, as well as the right to, uh, scratch that, the privilege to travel across the country. They are putting digital handcuffs on us, said a, a depositor from Sichuan province, surnamed Chen, who declined to use his full name for fear of government retribution. The Henan Provincial Government, the National Health Commission, and the Ministry of Public Security all didn't respond to requests for comment. And after recent COVID outbreaks, some regions in China have asked travelers to register their plans online. It could not be ascertained if the change in code was intended to block the protesters for or for some other reason, through the banks, for some other thing. Are they bad? Three depositors told Reuters they knew people who had registered to travel to Henan who were not connected to the frozen funds whose codes did not turn red. Village Bank, Country Bank, Community Bank, they, they sound so homey and nice, froze deposits back on April 18th with all three telling customers, oh, we're just upgrading internal systems. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. You've treated us as though you're a criminal. It infringes on my human rights. In related, we effing told you so news. New study concludes lockdowns caused at least 170,000 excess deaths in the UK. And we include the PDF link non-COVID excess deaths 2020 to 21 collateral damage of policy choices. That's it, James. We're, we're just like we're just like buildings that get mind control demolished for for the great work. It's just just collateral damage, James. You know what's really galling to me about this story, James? I mean, I suppose everything is galling about it. But what really rankles is the fact that Rothschild Reuters is out there doing the hard-hitting investigative journalism when it comes to those damn Chicoms. Oh, I knew they were going to use all this COVID infrastructure for tyranny. Those damn Chinese communists. I knew it, though. We got to get them. We're going to have to go in and get... The but... What about the suggestion that this could ever possibly be used for tyrannical purposes literally anywhere else on the planet? You crazy conspiracy loony. How dare you suggest such a thing? Of course, I mean, obviously, we all know that that's exactly what this is all about. It is the biosecurity agenda. And the Western establishment corporate media is happy to point that out in relation to the State Department's enemy list. But only in that list and only in that regard and only in that context. And they will never even allow the possibility of the hint of the whiff of discussion of these subjects on anywhere else in the, on the planet. So anyway, that's what rankles me about this. Because, of course, this is, at, in other news, water is wet and the sky is blue. We already knew all of this. But this is the way that they will report it to you. 
And uh, it's part of that phenomenon. I've talked about it many times. Look at what China's doing. It's so terrible. It's so horrible. But wouldn't it be nice if we could do that over here? I mean, look how successful they've been with their zero COVID policy. Anyway, it's just more playing into that. Meanwhile, in reality, oh, yay, we can all celebrate federal COVID-19 vaccine mandates to be suspended for domestic, comma, outbound travelers in Canada. Yay! Oh, wait, no, fine print. Yeah, it, it domestic flights for Canadian citizens who are unvaccinated, they might be able to fly from Calgary to Vancouver. Yay. Oh, but how about Canadian citizens who live abroad? No, 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 no. You can't come into the country. And even Canadians who leave the country and come back in the country, you're still going to have to quarantine and all that and have your vaccines. And I mean, so lifting the mandates is not exactly the way I would frame this. It's just more normalization of the biosecurity tyranny than anything. Don't worry, we'll we'll let you have back some of your rights, citizens. Ha ha ha. Um, and in other other related news, hot off the press, Biden to unveil plan for next pandemic while seeking $88 billion in funds, talking about a national biodefense strategy that is due to be released as early as later this month. So we'll all be waiting with bated breath to see this uh, amazing $88 billion ka-ching, ka-ching biosecurity tyranny that is being erected in the United States and waiting with bated breath for Rothschild Reuters to report on it in the same way they'll report on those chai comms, right, James? Wasn't that fun? So, so what did you say they're, they're announcing? What is it, a bio? It's a national biodefense strategy that will outline the U.S. government's approach to facing biological threats to humans, animals, environments, and crops, according to people familiar with the matter. So stupid me. I, I guess I kind of thought that's always what these bio labs were working against. They're working tirelessly around the clock to save us from all the diseases that they create and let loose. Oh, sorry, you got Lyme disease. That's again, that's always the thing. You have these setups. What You had one job. Oh, to keep us safe from, from diseases and you didn't do it. But next time we'll totally keep you safe from terrorists or whatever bullcrap you'll believe. And to put it in the very childish way, they point the finger, but never did. Oh, yeah, there's three more pointing back at us. Uh, you also remind me of, of course, remember, famed, famous progressive Democrat Joe Lieberman said China has the great firewall. We should we should totally have that here. And of course, it was even West Virginia Rockefeller Jay that said, I wish the Internet wouldn't have even been invented. Tough luck, sucker. Our second story, which, of course, I, I know, I know, it's invented by the military. That's what's funny to then watch the Rockefellers say, oh, golly gee, wring our hands. You guys are starting to figure some stuff out. Ah, it is, as I say, too many times a rich tapestry. This is New World Next Week, episode 488. We move to our second story. James, I'm glad you got this one on the record because this one's, this one's coming up soon. And I would hate for this one to be, oh, oh man, I knew something was going to happen and we didn't mention it. Ghislaine Maxwell wants to serve her jail term in civilized UK. This from London, June 13th from the Times. Ghislaine Maxwell is expected to seek a transfer to a British prison to serve her sentence for child sex trafficking. The former socialite faces up to 55 years in jail when she is, let's see if it happens, sentenced in New York June 28th after being convicted of procuring girls for the American pedophile and Clinton Trump Gates Musk graining associate Jeffrey Epstein. Ghislaine Maxwell, 60, 
uh, will have to give up any chance of appealing against her convictions if she requests a transfer soon. She will wait up to two years for an appeal against conviction or sentence to be concluded. If unsuccessful, she would then decide whether to take her case to the Supreme Court or seek a transfer. A friend of Maxwell, who has British, American, and French citizenship, told the Times, listen to this, Limey, of course, Ghislaine is fundamentally British, despite having lived in the U.S. for many years and having been born in France. She was brought up here and has extensive family here. Given the vile prison conditions in the U.S., if I were her, I'd want to be transferred to any civilized country. Maxwell, of course, if I haven't mentioned a hundred times, the dollar, daughter of late media tycoon Robert Maxwell, who stole the Promise software for the Mossad and then whoops drowned. Ghislaine convicted in December of five charges of grooming and procuring underage girls for Epstein, a financier who was found hanged in his prison cell aged 66 in August 2019 after the guards falsified their records and were let off scot-free. Maxwell was kept in solitary confinement at the Maximum Security Metropolitan Detention Center in New York after her arrest in July 2020 because she was considered a suicide risk. Last month, she was moved into an area with 40 other inmates. I'm sure, James, all the tell-all interviews are all being sought already. I folded laundry with a pedo tonight on MSNPC. Uh, sidebar news, I did not know. I'm not sure if you had ever seen this one, James. Ghislaine secretly married American technology millionaire Scott Borgerson, 46, in 2016. He did, he did not attend her trial and is said to be in a new relationship with some yoga babe. The U.S. Department of Justice, who worked with Robert Maxwell to steal that Promise software, said that 36 to 41 percent of prisoner transfer applications have been approved in recent years. Many did not happen, however, because the transfer is impractical or the home country refuses to accept them. But when you see the pictures of Ghislaine and Kevin Spacey sitting on thrones at Buckingham Palace, you know she'd probably have it pretty good to be back with the inbred Nazis that helped create her. James, I, I hope I wasn't leaving any too, any uh, gray areas there about my feelings. <laughs> None that I could detect. I'll let you know. Uh, yeah, th uh, you're exactly right about this story. We need to be putting this on the record so that people are, hello, uh, awake and aware. This is going on. Yeah, you might have forgotten. Yeah, she got convicted in December. But, of course, the sentencing, sentencing takes place months and months and months later. And a lot can happen in six or seven months. Can you remember back to the heady days of December 2021 when our main problem was the biosecurity COVID-1984. Well, since then, look at all the stuff that's gone on, not just the everyone blue and yellow flags becoming the new identity, uh, but also, hey, the trial of the millennium just took place. The most important thing you'll ever see in your lifetime, folks. Amber Heard did what in Johnny Depp's bed? Oh my word. Yeah, exactly. So, Anyway, that's, uh, I just want to put this back on people's radar, remind them that this exists, and remind them, as the old adage has it, that, uh, wow, Glenn Maxwell has become the first person to ever been convicted of uh, trafficking children to no one. Right? Who were, who was involved in this? Who, what, what, what was the end? Ah, uh, who cares? We've got, we've got one person in jail. Good enough, right? We've got one person in jail. There's those theories, too. Is, is that really her? How do we know? Anyway, um, all that being said, I just I know there are a lot of people in the independent media who listen to this on a regular basis to find out what is happening in the world. So let's use this as an opportunity to uh, to encourage those people to dust off their Maxwell Epstein 
uh, uh, coverage and maybe uh, uh, renew and revisit it in the run-up to this sentencing so that when it happens, our viewers and listeners will be prepared for it. Uh, We'll be doing that here as well on New World Next Week. So anyway, that being said, I just want to throw in a side note on just the most bizarre, stupidest fact check. I mean, this is... This is an award, the stupidest fact check of the year. I might actually have to roll that out at next year's award ceremony. But um, Newsweek, just a couple of weeks ago, remember like a a year or two years ago, there was that uh, picture that floated around with Kevin Spacey and Glenn sitting on the thrones and their special tour of uh, Buckingham Palace. Remember that? Um, Well, Newsweek has just in the past couple of weeks decided to do a fact check. Is Kevin Spacey, Glenn Maxwell, Buckingham Palace pick real? Question mark. And it's the bizarrest fact check. They they talk about the picture. They don't even show the picture. So uh, they link to it. So you can go to another site to see it. I, I don't know what the deal is with that. But anyway, they talk about it. And they do all this hemming and hawing and about the, the chairs. And can they determine that was the chair that she sat on in her coronation in 1953? And, and blah, blah, blah. And in the end, it's like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but but it's probably, it, we can't determine it's the same real chair and blah, blah, blah. It probably wouldn't have been because they wouldn't show that to the public. It's It's... Anyway, I'll just throw that in the show notes so people can read it. It's just the stupidest fact check. But um, that's the level of hard-hitting journalism that we're receiving about this trial, as opposed to, say, the Johnny Depp trial, right? I actually used, people have probably seen the Pawn Stars meme of the guy sitting behind the counter. We want the Ghislaine Maxwell Jeffrey Epstein client list from the trials. And the guys go, eh, sorry, best I can do is Amber pooped on the bed. In other news, well, and, and James, actually, I just back in that article, and again, everything that we talk about, we always include the links so people can go continue the research for themselves. July 2020 arrest of Ghislaine. Oh, we were distracted here in the States because we were peacefully burning down half the country. In other news, family of Clinton advisor block release of files related to his death. No big deal, you guys. Just the family of Bill Clinton advisor Mark Middleton, who admitted Jeffrey Epstein into the White House at least seven times. They've blocked the release of some of the files detailing his sudden death scene after he was found hanging from a tree with a shotgun blast. That old routine. Uh, I believe there's also, and I don't have it on my stack yet, uh, I think there's another Clinton side since Mark Middleton. I know those are crazy accusations, so I'll just leave it at that. For our third and final story, James, on this New World Next Week 488, I like that people still say to us, man, you guys will bust out stories still that I've never heard in any other place and maybe just deviate just a little bit from the hellscape and look into the strange, glassy future. We grab this one from Billboard. Microsoft-made glass encoded with thousands of songs headed to Norway Doomsday Vault. London, June 7th, from Billboard, a Norwegian company that's planning to create a doomsday vault to preserve the world's most important music works has partnered with Microsoft on what it calls a paradigm-breaking storage solution capable of holding recordings for many thousands of years. Oslo-based Elir Group, E-L-I-R-E, teamed up with the tech giant to come up with a proof-of-concept silica glass platter that can be used as a medium for storing master-quality digital copies of music recordings, which are burnt into the glass using state-of-the-art laser optics. Elir plans to initially store the glass capsules in a dedicated space inside the Arctic World Archive, 
an existing underground storage facility located on a remote Arctic island midway between Norway and the North Pole. Opened in 2017, it houses digital copies of historical artifacts like our favorites, Vatican Library manuscripts, but also paintings by Rembrandt and old Eddie Munch. It's located deep inside the same snow-covered mountain as the Global Seed Vault we used to talk about many, many moons ago. That's that backup storage facility for the world's genetic resources, you know, in case some weird bioweapons and stuff ruin everything. Both are designed to withstand natural and man-made disasters, including nuclear attacks. The importance of safe storage for music recordings underscored by a 2008 fire at the Universal Studios backlot that saw a significant number of tapes archived by the Universal Music Group destroyed, including some masters, and there are tons of lawsuits that are still ongoing to this day over that. There's also potential risks with digital storage. That's why we're fans of physical media here in the kingdom. MySpace confirmed in 2019 that a server migration led to the loss of up to 50 million uploaded tracks. MySpace, of course, being the place where lots of independent, not yet corporately funded bands were able to upload their music. That's how Arctic Monkeys became a famous band. They uploaded to MySpace. A team at Microsoft's research lab in Cambridge, England, developed the silica glass storage capsules as part of its Project Silica program. The thin square glass capsules, roughly the size of a glass drink coaster, fully resilient to electromagnetic pulses and can be baked, boiled, scoured, frozen, and submerged in water without the data written onto the glass suffering any degradation. The proof of concept music capsule holds 150 gigs of data. They're hoping to get upwards of 10 terabytes. The, the vault's first deposits, which will include the inaugural proof of concept capsule, Originally scheduled for this year, but of course, like many things, was delayed by the scamdemic. James? What's the old adage that people use to mock hypocritical authoritarians? Do what I say, not what I do. Well, I think that applies here, in this case. Because, of course, they're telling you, don't worry, guys. All that data, all that information you have, just upload it to the cloud. We'll take care of it. Don't worry. It'll be safe. Don't worry. Or or uh, those farmers with their seeds that they've been planting for thousands of generations. No, no, no. Get rid of those. What you need are these Roundup Ready seeds. Glyphosate, glyphosate absorbing toxic garbage. That's what you need. Don't worry. Just get rid of the old stuff. Meanwhile, in Svalbard, in the North, North Arctic Circle, they're hoarding all of these heirloom seeds and they're hoarding the you know the the precious recordings and things that they know are going to evaporate if they don't save them um from whatever nuclear slash otherwise holocaust they're planning for the planet so um a crazy story obviously but one that is telling because it it does tell us something about the value of uh preserving the the reality that they are trying to swap out as you say take the real and, and sell us back the fake. Um, so on that note, for people who don't know about the Svalbard Seed Vault, I've written about that several times. And so I'll link, link people back to the most important bank in the world gets another deposit from back from 2017. Um, but yes, this music vault, this recording archive thing, and the other aspects of this uh, that vault that they've got going on there, I did not know about. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. And as I say, it does... It does stress the importance of things you actually have and possess and can keep, take care of yourself. If only we had some way 
of preserving information so that it doesn't get digitally deleted. I just, what will we, you know what? James, I think we do. I think we do have such a, a way of preserving information. Of course, you know by now the data archive, the USB. This is part of what it's about, is getting this information out to as many different places around the world as possible in a physical form so that it can survive all, uh, a lot of different types of apocalypses. Maybe not the destruction of the entire planet, but we'll, we'll find a way to take care of that when we get our glass uh, laser uh, glass etching laser beams in, in, in functioning order. But until then, please go to newworldlinksweek.com to purchase your 2007-2008 data archive USB and the 2009 and 10 and others are going to be rolling out in the next several weeks. I mean, I'm... Imagine a sci-fi horror film. It's like, oh, the evil bad guys stole away all the real good stuff, all the tasty stuff, all the best music, and then they sold you back this poison pill imitation just long enough to wipe everybody out so that they can go back to the vault and go, hey, you guys, back to the good real stuff. Let's have honey and bacon and stuff. Uh, if I lose my Billboard Pro account, it's because I share paywalled articles on archive.is that I think are really important. Uh, speaking of really important, one last update under the they're not hiding it anymore file. Swiss Post releases Agenda 2030 postage stamp. I think this is very important. I think it should have been even a cover story, lead kind of story. But there's not much else to say other than they're rubbing it in your face. Things conspiracy theorists talked about for 15, 20 years. They now just have, oh, have you gotten the new uh, Brave New World stamp? Just, It's just right there for you. Yes. NewWorldNextWeek.com has Corporate Report DVDs. It's got my radio play about that promised software I keep talking about. And as James just noted, always more in the works. The 2009 Now Archive is is in the works. We've started to upload some of that stuff. So I just want to remind people to go to newworldnextweek.com and sign up for the email notifications so that you will get notified of brand new items that might be of limited supply. So you're not going, oh man, I wanted to get the 2009 one. I missed it. Or also, of course, when things come back in stock, um, we of course still, I haven't been maybe mentioning it enough. We still have my American post office box for people to support our work that want to send just essentially cash, checks, money orders, and don't do the digital money thing. And speaking of supports, remember, Corbett got kicked off Patreon, TLAV got kicked off Patreon, and PayPal. So I want to make just a quick mention that our buddy Ryan launched a TLAV.locals page, thelastamericanvagabond.locals.com. He was, James, I, I should show you some of the pictures privately. He was just hanging out in real life like half a dozen media monarchy members at a birthday party. Meanwhile, I still stream news, music, memes, and more like a radio station, but without a bunch of ads and without a bunch of garbage. Monday through Friday, 95 Mountain Time at MediaMonarchy.com. James, that is New World Next Week, episode 488. Meeting real people in real life for a real birthday party? Wow. Remember when life used Shock. to be like that? Horror. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, that's good, and I hope people will support Ryan. Thank everyone. For, I'd like to thank everyone for supporting us. And James, we'll be back at it next week. So see you then. All right, buddy. Thank you.